Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome everybody to my independence report for a Monday. We got a crew here today, and we're going to have a really good time uh, talking about what this show what this <laughs> has been all about, which is called Life Between Lives. Let me fill you in just a little bit if you're not aware. Life Between Lives started by, by was started by a gentleman by the name of Michael, Dr. Michael Newton. He is a hypnotherapist, and uh, over the last Oh, until I think he passed uh, seven or eight years ago. Until that time, he was doing a lot of uh, hypnotherapy and taking people back to, and it was all started by accident, and maybe we'll get into that. But uh, he's started doing um, um, hypnosis for uh, life, uh, for past lives, and then he magically transformed into life between lives so that we get to find out what happens when we die. You know, nobody really knows, but this is as close as I can figure out is actually true. And um, um, and we've got, of course, uh, um, uh, Regan uh, Forston. He is a Life Between Lives practitioner. Naventa, uh, Natasha Venter, who was on Martha Norwalk's show yesterday, did a great job yesterday. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, she's uh, our, our psychic medium who's in-house. And Diana Pacwe, is that correct, Diana? Paik. Ah, I, like I, I always get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering that, too. Paik? <laughs> Paik like cake. Oh, pink like cake. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So, so Regan, I'll have you, since you spent two hours on the phone with her yesterday, I'll yeah. have you um, introduce her and what she does and, and why we get to talk to her today. Okay. Um, well, yeah, and Diana can tell you a little bit about herself. Uh, uh, Diana is our executive uh, director for the Newton Institute. Um, when Michael passed, we all had to, you know, as he wanted us to. I mean, he created the Institute so his work could be carried on after he passed. And uh, now there's, uh, I don't know, maybe we have around 250 or so. Maybe Diane can, knows the exact number, but somewhere around there, trained therapists were doing, uh, carrying on the work, the research that Michael started over 40 years ago. Um, and uh, so <clears throat> we're, um, uh, as Diane will maybe will share with you, a lot of us took a trip to the other side uh, in the last few months and, and Michael was there with a lot of people and kind of uh, given us some, um, some hints and some directions to go. And so we're, we're just trying to figure out how can we let everybody know about this miraculous life-changing process that's now possible for anybody to, uh, to experience. Um, so uh, maybe Diana, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Uh I'm a, uh, a hypnotherapist, and I've been a Newton uh, practitioner. I think I'm about six months ahead of Reagan uh, in terms of certification. And I uh, practice in the San Francisco Bay Area. <clears throat> and I joined the Newton Institute because I had a client who 
told me about the book. You know, how do people learn about Michael Newton? Someone usually hands him a book. And, and so I had a client, a Reiki client, who handed me the book and said, do you do this? And I said, I, I do past lives. Um, and she said, no, no, Newton past life, Newton between life. It's like, okay, I better figure out what this is. And so I went on the website, um, newtoninstitute.org, and found out what it was about and trained. And the Newton Institute is a, is a really interesting organization because we're virtual. We've never been brick and mortar anywhere. We're, we're international. We have about 220 members all, all throughout the world. And um, in, when Michael set up the organization in 2004, he knew that he had to expand beyond himself because way too many people were interested in doing this work and he couldn't do it all. So his idea was to train people to do this work and began as a training institute that, that then expanded into how do we support our members to do this work better and to be a community that supports each other as well as those who are seeking this work. And so the Newton Institute, as it's currently formed, has been around for almost 20 years at this point. And uh, we have individual sessions with our clients ranging from past lives to between life work. And Reagan is right that we, that Michael started this and it was somewhat accidentally uh, that he was doing past lives with his clients and the clients were finishing the life and going between lives and having a profound experience. And so once you're between lives, you're out of a body and you're able to experience a soul as it is without time. And so it allows you to ask questions and to be present and to do a lot of work when, that you are not quite as able to do or as easily in a body. And so this work has developed over the past you know, 15, 20 years in a way that, that helps us as therapists help the client do the journey that they want to do and need to do and ask the questions they need to ask. So it's very fluid in terms of how we work with clients, um, but still using a protocol. I think what's interesting, what Reagan was mentioning is that earlier this year, we conducted some research with our members and asked them to do uh, between life journeys with each other to determine the value of LBL and to be able to see what Michael has to say about where we're going and what we, we're doing. And his, the, we had about 25 people who participated and almost all of them had a conversation with Michael while they were on the other side. And during that conversation, it was about opening up, broadening our, our exposure, contacting people, being open to the general public, finding ways for people to know about this connection to the love energy of consciousness that we all connect to when we're in spirit. And, and so I think that's a, we're still compiling the actual uh, results from the data, but there was a general uh, belief that Michael started the process, but he wasn't the end of the process. And we're on a quest now to broaden our exposure and broaden the opportunities for people to connect not only with this work, but connect with consciousness in, in new and more dynamic ways. 
I mean, yeah. it, it isn't about the books and, and it isn't about stopping with just doing a journey in the Newton method really is a, the larger journey is that of the soul. And if we are all souls experiencing and manifesting in human form, then we need to learn how and remember how to connect uh, on that spiritual what, mm -hmm. path. Natasha, did you have a thought? No, I just, I, I agree that, you know, this whole thing about our souls is, is about remembering that we come from love and that, you know, many of us get so caught up in the physical form that we are that, and the personal journeys that we have and all the drama trauma that comes from many lives. I mean, many so people, you know, I, I, me working in the school district, it's amazing how many families are so disheveled and I'm not going to put a judgment on that. It's just, you only do better because you know better. And, and some people haven't been taught to do better from generations. And so with that, that, you know, we kind of get caught up in the stories of ourselves and, and yet there's a reason why we have these stories. And when we get caught up in, instead of you know knowing that we are the writers of the book not necessarily the book being written for us that you know it, it's part of that journey going back to the moments where we can have love because i know witnessing babies coming in you know that they come from love and me witnessing many passing they go back to that love and they know that it, you know within reason you know it depends on personal beliefs and but those last moments they they get that you know they know that and and so with that that it's just part of that journey and if we can tap into it along the way it's amazing how much lighter our lives are from being into that the story of the drama trauma to the story of oh that's why the drama trauma happened you know and if we can get over that hump it's amazing how much more um, fluid our life can be within reason. Yeah. And I, I, I just want to throw in here just a little bit that what I found in reading the books and talking to Dr. Newton, because I did have the opportunity to interview him, that it gives an immense amount of hope. Hope and love for all of us, because if we can get the fact that we're not done here, and we can we can then find out what it is by talking to the council. And I'm just I'm just blown away <laughs> that all you guys got to talk to Dr. Newton himself on the other side. I think that's that's just extraordinary. Yeah, um, it, go ahead. It, it blew my mind. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be there. I forget how it came. It kind of came up when the facilitator when I was under, and then um, we, we just. You know, something go, well, let's see if Michael's there. And then boom, he was right there. There was a that they put another chair out on the council and he came and sat right there. But but when I saw him, I'd never met him. I I had never met him personally myself. Um, but you know, just heard of him, seen him in videos and everything like that. But I couldn't it, it I mean, even now talking about every time I talk about it, even with Diane today, I get this welling up of emotion of of something like you know, <laughs> it would a pause. It just tells me something's there. You know, I mean, it's hard to not get emotional there, but just to see that he's still working on the other side. You know, he's continuing this work and helping us here. You know. Well, I hate to blow blow the bubble, guys. That that this was orchestrated by them to have you guys come together to do this, so that that him and other guides can be there 
to yeah. give you the spark to relighten up what work he was doing, not necessarily the work he was doing because it's evolved, but it's funny because they're just kind of, I'm hearing them laughing. It's like, guys, don't you get it that we orchestrated this so that you guys can manage this so that you guys can get that respark because that's the jump part. This is part of the jump because yeah. many people need the legalness of science to believe. And so like I can walk in the room and do something and somebody will go, somebody will walk in with a PhD in science. It's like, oh, I can listen to them. And so, you know, it, yeah. like, like I always say that there's different religions because we all have different languages. Well, there's different brain, brain sets. So we got to all kind of come together and say, this is the path. And if it comes from you or comes from me or comes, you know, wherever, but it was kind of funny because they're laughing because this was totally orchestrated by them to get them and so that's why he was so available to everybody because it was like him seeing clients yeah you know it's like well who's next okay i'll go there oh who's next i'll go there you know it's like he he that's what he did here that's what he's gonna do there you know type of thing because that's who his core being was you know was that part of him to to be this scientific spark for us yeah. Now, what, what what turned me to it and made it just impossible to to deny for me is the fact that, and and uh, Diana, if you'd speak to this, there have been well over, to my knowledge, well over 30, 40, 50,000 people that have gone through this process and have all done it. And then the stories are remarkably similar, aren't they? Yes. Um, Michael in his first book covered about 7,000 clients in the very first book. And so he had a number of clients of his own, but every year we start, we collect the number and there are thousands every year. So if we're doing 4,000 a year as a collective, then, you know, over 10 years, that's 40,000. So there, there, is a lot of similarity. Um, there's a similarity in the kind of learning that people have. You know, they come and, and the stories, uh, we just published the most recent issue of our journal um, that's called Stories of the Afterlife and it's on love. And what are people searching for in life? They're searching for a connection to love. That's what they're really searching for. So they say, I don't have it in my relationship or I don't have it. I, I don't have a partner or I, you know, I'm lonely. And what is it about? It's about the disconnect from love. And sometimes it's lack of one's availability to receive love as much as it is to give love. People tend to give, but not be open to receiving. And so it's, it's helping them learn. I've, I've had clients recently who wanted to get home so badly to the afterlife that they were just pushing and pushing. And I had to say to them, just stop and take a deep breath and open up and be ready to receive. That's about receiving rather than, than pushing and giving. And, and many of our clients are in, in life will push harder to make something happen. And this is about being open and receptive to who you are as opposed to what you do. And, and this work is about working on your being self. You know, who are you as a being and how are you functioning as a being? And most of the work we do is with who people are and how they integrate in their own lives and use this manifestation as a human being 
uh, to advance their soul's journey. So it's really the two perspectives of what do you do in a lifetime and what do you do as a soul? And the lifetime has a, has a projection, has work and lessons, and the soul has work and lessons. And they're two different paradigms that people are working with. And they tend to mix those up. Uh, and that's something we can help them straighten out. Regan? Yeah, well, as I can say, for people just listening or listening to this in the future, what we're really talking about now is that there's been a, a process that's been discovered uh, that's like kind of coming into its own right now. We're practically anybody. I think m most of us therapists, we have a, between an 80 something and 90 something percent success rate. Uh, somehow um, this process is very forgiving, even if we're not perfect. The people that want to experience where they go in between lives can actually do it very easily. I'm just, I think it, even Diana, don't, when you say that we're just, I'm just shocked still how easy it is for people to do this. And, um, you know, you can get a list of questions before you go. And when we're over there as facilitators, we keep you focused to get your questions answered there. And a lot of, of course, the biggest question people have over there is, why did I decide to be born? What's my mission? What's my purpose? You know, um, and I think the biggest thing, if, if it's only one thing people get out of these sessions, is they realize that they're not alone, that, they, that, that, that they're here for a reason, that they have reason and purpose, and that everything happening into their life is um, to help them to learn to be more loving beings. So when they come back from that, it's, it's, I had one client that showed up the other day, came by, and I said, are you listening to your recording? You know, like, you know, it'll help you to kind of stay in that state. And she says, well, uh, you know, there's a few things in there they told me I was supposed to do, and I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. She was just a little scared, too. I said, well, just, just don't worry about it. I said, just listen to it, and you'll get that motivation. So, you know, even though people get direct information, like, well, if you change this in your life, this is, you, you know, whatever, people still have to come back and do the work. You know, it's like, you know, they don't they don't come out of it saints when they're on the other side, they just get more information so they can make better choices and start to start to realize I better get to work here. I came down here for a reason. So let me stop, you know, kind of uh, crying about how bad my life is and realize I'm going to learn something from this. You know, and it's a life changer for some people. So, um, you know, it's 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 good. And especially too, I, one of my clients recently was his one of his main thing is he thought he was a mistake, you know, he, that he. He shouldn't be even be here. That is, you know, he, he just a mistake. His his mom had some uh, affair with some guy, and he was born, you know, and she didn't even love him, and every, you know, and and he came out of it going, "I'm not a mistake. <laughs> I'm supposed to be here." Wow, that was neat to, just to see the look on his face when he's realizing. And this guy's like in his six, 69, I think, and he's finally realizing that, you know, he's he's here for a purpose. And his purpose was to help other people. They told him that he had the ability to, to sense other people's problems and have solutions for them. And he's always been in the background. He was always afraid to say anything. And, he's, and it just gave him some power. He said, wow, I do? And he's realizing he's so smart and intelligent. And he, 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 you know, I said, well, they said there's people coming in your life and you're going to be able to help them. So now he's got a purpose and he'll be looking for that reason to help other people. So... You know, we, we all have sessions like that that just uplift us as well as the clients that we see, you know. So, Natasha, what do you think? Well, I think it's along the path of, of amazement that that's why I'm doing the work I'm doing is to do it. I, it's just I do it in my own way, um, mm -hmm. the way that I was called to do it in my own journey of my own path of my soul. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we just do it 
for the reason, you know, it's, you know, as you're saying that, Regan, I was just kind of thinking that, you know, with me and my dyslexia that, you know, like you guys have read all these books and everything and I haven't read them, you know, this is all coming from me, this moment. And I was checking in with my dyslexia, you know, talking with it and, and I was kind of getting, why are you here? And I said, and it told me that I was, it was part of my soul's journey that it actually, when I came from that spark, I've talked about this, the greater, the, the light, whatever that love is. I, you know, when I came from that, that was part of my signature of what my soul was. So in every lifetime, my dyslexia came out, but it was coming out in a different way to teach me different lessons that I had to learn. And this time was about learning and trusting my own, my own inner truth of what I was hearing. How was I getting my messages? How was I working with it? Because if I would have gotten everything from, you know, TV and all that kind of stuff. My parents didn't watch that much TV. We listened to a lot of music. So a lot of this was me sitting, being an only child, playing with my toys, you know, feeling tap on my shoulder from all the spirits that were walking through the house, you know. It was one of those things that as you work with things and that kind of thing that that we have these soul journeys, but then they put in these lifetime lessons and experiences. And and it's just amazing how, you know, those of us that, that carry messages, you know, I'm so grateful that you two have the strength to be there to help these people to find this light because it's amazing that, you know, you do find this spark. And, and I've helped Regan get a little bit more trust in that. And I'm just... And I'm just grateful for all this journey that that we're all on to add love into this this journey for people, love for self. You know, because I tell people a lot in my own sessions. You know, they tell me what is my life purpose, and I say, you know, start out being the capital B E, B E I N G. You know, just start being. You know, what is life showing you? You know, do you have people coming to you talking with you about things? Well, start being interactive with that, you know, start being where you're at. You know, if you get people coming up to the uh, in grocery stores to you and just talking to you, maybe you're the spark that needs to be in somebody's life for that day. You know, you're the light. So that's where, you know, we all kind of have this way of bringing them forward. And thank you guys for being there. Yeah. Well, and it's because, I mean, I said this last week, Natasha too, but one of the reasons us four are talking here today is because Natasha gave me a little counseling on, on um, some of my doubts or fears or insecurities I had about about offering to um, uh, to help the Newton Institute in ways that I might be able to help them, so I had to kind of get over that. So that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons we're all talking <laughs> talking about all happening here. Because, uh, Natasha had some insight into into what maybe I was fighting, you know. So it was uh, it's good, see. And then in Kevin starting this whole thing by having me on a show and then he's and and then did you know Natasha before I was on your show? I knew I knew her just a little bit, just a couple of yeah. months. But yeah. but when I but you see I have been trying for years to get uh, um a connection with the Newton Institute because I can tell you I am I'm I'm sold. I'm a firm believer. It's all true. <laughs> and it's and uh, I I want to do everything within my power to help all of you guys. And, and Diana, if you tell all of the practitioner, practitioners, I would love to put them on a podcast. I'd love to talk to them uh, in, in regards to what they are doing and the work that they're doing. Cause I honestly, I, and there's a whole story behind it, but, but I honestly know, I don't believe, I know that this is true. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
And it was so, but my question to you guys is, so what does Michael want you to do from here? What did he tell everybody? He told us that he told us two big things and they both relate to each other. One of the biggest ones is that the Newton Institute, which has members all over the world, need to connect with each other as community so we can have energy together. And because we are so distributed around the world, it means that you go to your training and you have your group that you train with, and then you go back to wherever you are, which could be Slovenia, or it could be Madrid, or it could be you know Pennsylvania. And, and so we tend to move out from, from where we train and then don't connect with each other. And, and the pandemic has actually brought us together because <laughs> You know, it's like yeah, well, like one of the questions we asked is, what's the value of the pandemic? Well, the pandemic has brought us together because we have a new tool. In fact, some of our members in the Middle East did not have Zoom until the pandemic because they had a number of expats living there who needed to have access to their home countries. And so Zoom opened up in the Middle East, which allowed them to interact with us. And so we now are moving our members closer together and having group meetings and interaction. So the first is to get the community together so we can learn as a community and we can support each other. Um, this sharing of, of sessions with each other was something that practically every person who did it said, well, it's been a long time since I've had one of these. I give them all the time, but I never get to experience it. And so this is one of the things that we're starting to do is to give people opportunities to, to receive as well as to share. Yeah. And, the, and the second is to find new avenues to light up our message in the world, to bring it out to people. If people found the books, that's great, whether they, they found them via audible or you know an audio or or the books themselves that's great but that's one small teeny avenue and there have to be others that bring people online and and bring them together whether we are doing videos or doing more things we need to send the message out to the world so people can connect it's all about connection to consciousness podcasts videos videos podcasts exactly this is a this is a subliminal message I'm sending you. <laughs> Podcasts, videos. Yeah, I was telling D Diana, Kevin, about you know, I said, well, okay, there's no. Uh, this is like like Natasha saying, not a coincidence that we're all talking today, you know, and that um, Kevin, you have such a sweet soul and everything, and I thought, mm -hmm. you know, because we don't ever want to impose on anybody, but but since you're since you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Diana and I can maybe we could figure a way how you could be, you know, a piece of the puzzle, just like what we're doing now. You know, I mean, we um, I wonder if Susan's listening today. Do you know if she's listening today? Maybe she'll I don't know. I haven't I listeners. haven't checked in with it today. So okay. um, she might be. But uh, you have to and say hi. Because <laughs> I know yeah. that that she, a lot of um, her doing hypnosis has helped her out a great deal. Yeah. And. And then, you know, it's those things that come forth. And a lot of times, like what we've worked is, and I, I'm sure that she wouldn't mind me saying this, that, um, that, you know, sometimes when she does go through a hypnosis session, she'll come to me and I'll give her the meaning of some of the things that she saw. 
yeah. or some of the background of why she saw that finish the story off because sometimes in a in a in a hypnotic session you know you get the story but then there's still the body that needs to work through it the emotions that need to work through it and that's where i specialize in is the is the emotions and the mind and how to how to work and, and connect the humanness to the journey of the soul and and that's where i i enjoyed crossing that bridge for some people and so there's been some times where i've given meaning to things or or you know the inspiration to just let's keep going with this and and working with this and how do you manage with this and and you know sometimes i know that in hypnosis sessions it's more the physical body going through things yet at the same time though right now like with a lot of my meditations dragon is coming in and so we're having a lot of the the other sources of inspiration starting to work in and so that's where sometimes where i kind of can come in differently than what hypnosis can so it's all those types of things mm -hmm. and i know in hypnosis sometimes you get your your other characteristics coming in too it's not that i'm not saying they don't but sometimes the soul is in such a journey during that time and it's such a focused journey that it, it doesn't it's not for the other you know wobbly path that i like to walk sometimes yeah, we have a few bridges to cross like even hypnosis for a lot of people still the people that don't understand what it is it's still got a little bit of a woo woo or it's not mm -hmm. like and and so education needs to be done with people maybe in some of our shows we're doing that too just about what hypnosis is and just to let people know it's the, the most natural phenomena people are in and out of hypnosis all day long and they just don't realize it you know mm -hmm. and all we do is we just help them reach a certain state of relaxation uh in uh on cue you know rather than it just happening on the day you know throughout the day like it's like going to sleep and we just kind of we, we get them almost asleep but we keep them on that threshold you know just mm -hmm. just just awake enough where they don't fall asleep and that's where it seems like this the uh the subconscious can really be contacted. So it's a natural, normal thing, but because of Hollywood, because of fears and different things, people, I'm just surprised nowadays at how many people still don't know about hypnosis and that it's a natural phenomena that we do, you know. I think also people are, are concerned about um, that they can't do it, that, 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 oh. they, that they can't go into trance. Uh, practically every client I, I have who I'm talking to prior to a session will say, how will I know that I can do it? How do I know I'm not just making this up? And, and there's always an emotional component of being in a trance state that you, you feel something yeah. and, um, that, that we do work to figure out how to, to get the, the conscious mind offline. I mean, that's the point of relaxation is so that the conscious mind is able to relax and sit on the side and that you can have the experience of the journey. And, and most clients are able to do that. And if you work at the pace of the client and they feel comfortable, then they begin to, to relax and to trust and to go into trance. And yeah. that may take two sessions and it may take five sessions. It really depends on the client and you have to work at their speed and, and support them as they, they learn how to do it for them. I mean, the books show perfect sessions. Most sessions, most people who experience sessions may have a bump here and there. 
and and how do they deal with the bumps it isn't that it's you know that they're being stopped it means that their path may have something come up that they need to deal with before they go on to something else and so you deal with the bump um but but the the stories tend to be perfect they show beginning middle and end and and most people's journeys have little you know little hills in them at least yeah i tell I, people if they if if they um if they know how to go to sleep and wake up they can do hypnosis you know because they go through that those stages there well i'm amazed at the work that you guys do because it's it uh, the typical session lasts multiple hours correct can be very long sometimes yeah, most of, um, if you're doing a between life session, it's going to be between three and a half and five hours. Yeah. And a standard past life um, with my clients is about two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. And I do a preliminary session for people who have never done uh, any kind of trance work so they can experience it without the pressure of a past life and feel that they failed if they couldn't go into it. And so we do a, an assessment, a skill assessment, because this really is about skill development and comfort level. And those are about an hour and a half. So, and, you know, the question is, wow, who can sit through a four hour session? You know, what if, what if I have to pee, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and I tell them, tell me, tell me if you need to do that. Your body will wake you up like first thing in the morning when you're wanting to go back to sleep and you can't because your body is telling you you need to go do it, that that you get up, you do it and you go back to sleep. Same thing with a trance. You're still yeah. in a trance state. And so if it's four hours, four and a half hours, it, it's time is irrelevant to the client because you're in a space without time. Yeah, I have, a, I have a question. Uh, um, um, Natasha, have you ever been on, under hypnosis? I have, uh, in a way. Um, now, with me, I've known this since very young. And the uh, I went to counseling when I was very young. And he would try to put me in hypnosis. But for me, I go there so easily that yeah. it, it, I'm not really in, in hypnosis. I may get a chance to maybe go into, you know, it's like a group meditation where you kind of just, it gives me a quicker path to get there. But for me, I can't, I, I can't really say that I'm going through hypnosis. It's just more or less me just going right there. It's yeah. And I think that's what mediums do. They just like where we have to like with, for me to, to, for me to see something from the other side, I have to go through this protocol of going deeper and deeper and get a hypnosis. But the mediums, they, they're already kind of, they just have to go <laughs> tiny, this far to the other side where we have to go like this far, you know? So it's like, she's just able to, to get there. And I wanted to ask, before I forget, Natasha, I wanted to ask you, like um, for, for mediums, um, like when you're having issues in your life, can you just go there and get your answers or does, would it be more helpful for you to go to another medium? In other words, can you see your issues and everything yourself like you can see for other people or would you have to have another medium help you? Well, actually, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I can get like 85 to 90% of the picture, but like the like with my ankle healing, you know, I had an ankle thing this and I was going, I've done all the work. I know the story of it. I, you know, I know everything. There's something still attached and it's just not showing me what it is. 
And then my friend tapped in and says, well, you got an entity attached to it. And I go, oh, okay, because it was kind of cloaking itself. And that was that 99, per that 1% that I needed to, to release it, but it took somebody else seeing it because it was cloaking from me. Or like the other day, you know, it's like I've been so busy, you know, doing things. And I was wondering why I wasn't walking outside. And she goes, well, because you have hyenas out there. <laughs> I'm like going, oh, okay. You know, because my fairies were kind of getting disoriented. So that's a whole nother story. So it's like, yes, we, that's the thing is, is that I have an understanding that we cannot walk this journey alone. You know, it, nobody can see everything. Nobody can see 100% of it. And so that's why we have each other's light workers with us. And that's why we piggyback on, on other things because I can, like I said, I can get the whole picture of why, you know, like the last, those three weeks that I was going through something at work, I was getting, you know, 99% of the picture, but it took me almost afterwards to get the full story, the collector, you know, I had to collect everything, but during it, I was getting it. So there's, I can say yes and yes <laughs> to that question. Well, so Regan, I, I think what we should do since, since uh, Natasha doesn't drink. <laughs> and she's not allowed to do that. I, I think what we should do is, is put her under hypnosis and see what happens. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I don't know. She might start a fire somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> is it Cleveland just went up in smoke? Oh my God, it was our fault. Oh, well, I don't know Cleveland that well anyway. Yeah, well, it's interesting, and I'm, I'm so glad to see what I appreciate about the show, too. Though, I did some research on mediums online. Yesterday, and I found out there's an association of, of, uh, of you know, like we have our Newton Institute kind of, a, you know, all together. But there's um, an association for mediums, too, uh, that people subscribe to uh, to hold up the standard of mediums. And they all, you know, have certain values that they go to. Um, and um, I didn't know if, if you know, do, do you know of, of other associations or anything like that? But it. I know of, of groups, but I don't know of associations. Now, this is the thing that, that people have to realize that me and technology, it's just been in the last year that I've actually taken the cork off of it. So I have, I like expanded, I have expanded myself in every way since actually COVID started. It has been <laughs> as much as people have been going in their homes, I have been expanding outside my home. So with that, that that now I'm not blowing up my computer. I'm not blowing up my phone. I'm not blowing up things because I used yeah. to short circuit things with technology. So with that, that now I'm able to do my research and do my work because there has been such a, a wall for me, partly with my dyslexia. It's been hard for me to even type in what I wanted to, to look for. So with that, that, that I've kind of taken down this huge wall that that's been Slowing yeah, me down quite a bit. Dan and we were talking last night about a lot of us therapists are at the age where we're, you know, everybody jokes about grandpa can't, you know, uh, can't check email, you know, because he doesn't know how to do it. So we're in a way we're even us older folks now we're 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 getting part of it. You know, we're having we're actually having to, you know, it's like you have to do that or you're left behind. Mm -hmm. you know? But no, that's opening things up, too. I yeah. mean, that opens up to the world. So if we only have 215 members, 
uh, around the world. There are large parts of the world who don't have anybody that they can go to. Mm -hmm. And now, because there are more people working online, it means it doesn't matter where you live. Um, it's just the inconvenience of time zones. Yeah. You know, um, I have a client right now in New Delhi. And, and so we have to figure out what's a good time zone to meet in. You know, who, who's up late and who's up early. Yeah, but that's that's your biggest hassle is figuring out, you know, when you meet. But yeah. but you aren't you. It means that more people have access to more if they're open to receiving it. Yeah. And, and if we're open to being able to provide it. Question question for the both of you with the with the institute. Uh, it's been around for twenty years. Are you continuing to get new members? New uh, new. Uh, therapists or is everybody getting older how, how is that going um we have we have new members um we are doing a training in the fall we um the last year has been challenging for us because our training for new members has always been on, on the ground and so during uh 2020 we didn't do any trainings and we're in the process of retooling right now and they're going to offer a fully online training in the fall that maintains the same quality and standards. Our, our members are, we do have some young members. Our, our population, there's a rather substantial older population, not just because they've been members for a long time, but there are people who come in like Reagan and I after doing other things in our lives. So it's it's the people who have, who have life experience who are now taking it to the next level. Um, but we do have a number of members who are in their 30s and 40s, as well as those who are quite senior. Um, and, and most of our members are pretty engaged. Um, we have a, a goodly contingent in their 40s and 50s who are very engaged and, and working. And we have a number of people who are waiting for us to start our training soon because they want to train with us. Yeah, oh, awesome. All right, who wants to speak next? Well, I, I'm noticing with, you know, we talk about Dolores Cannon on here sometimes too. She was a contemporary of Michael Newton's back then doing same research, but I guess they didn't know about each other for a while. And then they found it was just more, uh, added more validity to both of their researchers because they were both finding the same thing happening, you know. Um, and I, <clears throat> I've taken some of the courses from them and they're just starting to do it online now. And they do a mixture of, uh, of uh, videos of training. And then they have a few days of live, of live like Zoom things where everybody can get together and ask what, what they didn't understand and everything. And it worked, it, it seemed to work really well. So I think uh, as Diane is saying, I think we can put together something that'll, that'll work, especially if, if they have people they can talk to as they're going through the training when they get stuck you know, about how to deal with certain things. Uh, I mean, one of our biggest challenges is we had, Michael did not believe in doing anything online. But if you think about when he was active, what was online, the phone? So, yeah, I mean, Zoom didn't exist. There was no voice over IP. So yeah. um, I, I once talked to his wife about it and I said, what would Michael have done? you know, with in this environment with Zoom. And she said, he would have screamed bloody murder 
and then he would have he would have stomped around the house and i would have never heard the end of it for months and then you would see him showing up and doing something online <laughs> because you would have to and and she told me at that point that uh he saw something like this happening he saw an event where we would need to be in the world and that we would need to have the flexibility to be out there and to move ahead. And it wasn't going to be him. He didn't want us to be stuck with his protocol from 1986. That was 1986. That was a starting point. He wanted us to have a dynamic way of approaching this so that we could be dynamic with the people who need what they need now in the way that and present it to them in a way that they can receive now. And so he wanted us to be dynamic and creative as long as we adhered to the qualities and core values. So as we're redesigning our training, we're looking at what are the core concepts and core values of his work that we're training people in those core values so that they understand how to work with a client, what, what's important, what's important for them to know, what's important for the client and supporting of the client in their work, and what's important in our research so that we can validate what we find and what we know so that we continue his value of having research to back up what we do. And, and all of those are part of our core values now that are being leading us into new ways of training. And so it, it's sort of like, um, if you think back in the 60s with the ecumenical council where Catholics would never talk to a Presbyterian because God knows what would happen. Yeah. If, you went, if you went into that church, oh my God, you know, you might get something might happen to you. Um, and, and it's the same thing now as we're looking at people who have gone through other trainings um, and other spiritual practices of how we can join forces and help people expand their capacities to work with others and how we can certify people who've gone through other trainings so that we can have them follow our core values in, in their work if they choose to identify as us uh, with yeah. us. Uh, I had a, a story, um, and this is not to say anything negative to about the Catholic Church, because I think it's wonderful the people that follow that, but it's just to show how things have changed, you know, because I was in line for, um, I was in line for my first communion, you know, and uh, we were having to be all, you know, shoulders back and, you know, they'll teach us how to stand and everything going in. And the little girl in front of me <clears throat> to the nun said, um, uh, my friend is a Protestant. And the nun went, oh, I'm so sorry for her. She's going to go to hell, you know, <laughs> and and um, wow. You know, and I always I was what, you know, uh, first grade and I had remembered that. And so because, you know, the way the mind works when you're that young and somebody of authority says something, you, your mind tend to look at that as a truth, you know? So for the longest time, even into my adulthood, you know, there was some kind of thing in my subconscious there that was thinking that Protestants were somewhat less than, you know, than Catholics. But now you wouldn't find, I doubt if you'd find that anywhere, you know, and that was just something, but that just shows how consciousness changes. And hopefully we're, we're, you can just feel, can't you right now that we're, we're in a global consciousness change, you know, um, uh, and Natasha, I watched, um, oh gosh, 
it was all, all it was mediums and so it's also on it's not the surviving death one where they have a lot of mediums but it's um it's like i've died now what or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, there were the the person that did the show. It's long, so you have to. It's a lot to listen to, but he asks the same question to a whole lot of different mediums, and he gets pretty much the same answer. And it's all mm -hmm. about you know kind of like what we're doing and everything. So it's it's a you can just see all of that's out now. It's becoming more mainstream. And it's, you know, hopefully I think the medium and because of TV, you know, with the Long Island medium and, mm -hmm. and the, um, uh, oh, you know, Sylvia Brown, I guess she's passed away now. Yes, I think. Yes. John Edwards. But, you John know, Edwards. And yeah, we have, we have several that are out there and it's amazing yeah. how working with that skill and, and, you know, we have had some wonderful people be the front leaders to break the ice for us yeah. that are following behind. And, yeah. and that's the thing is, is that we're all waking up this intuitive sense of ourselves. And yeah. there's just more, there's just some of us that are differently attached because I know I'm not just a medium. That's why I'm a personal awareness coach. Cause it's about doing the personal work after you know those messages. So it's that, yeah. it's that balance, but yeah, I'm grateful that that Regan that you're you're waking up to because there is something about bringing us all together because we're all doing the same work. It's just coming at it from different angles and mm -hmm. you can't make a circle unless you come from it at a different angle, you know, and we're all coming together because we're at this really big crosshairs of how are we going to walk through this new awakening that we're coming into. Mm -hmm. and, and I like what you just said because some of the uh, um, I should suggest more to some of my clients that when they found these things from the other side of changes that they would be good for them to make in their life. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll offer my services, but I think I'd, I'd have probably better results if I had them try to seek out somebody for their particular issue, you know, even, maybe even other than me. Mm -hmm. And they want to come to me fine, but, but just to show that they're important. So now that they know these changes, they might need a coach. You know, just even a regular life coach or something to help mm -hmm. them establish better habits and things. Exactly, because you know? it, it is about it, it is about doing the walk forward, and in order to do something different, you have to put something different in place of it. And and there's that walk, and how can you practice that to do better? You know, it's kind of like my husband who got sober. You know, I knew that in order for him to quit drinking, he had to replace it with something else. And so what was I, what was legal for him to be able to do that with, you know? And so it's that supporting that journey in, in helping. Cause I'm going to say waking up in the morning, it's really easy to fall back into old habits. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. called being human. It is really yeah. called being human. And, and that's where hypnosis can help too, for people listening. I mean, it's very good for helping to get into the subconscious yeah. to just change bad habits. Mm -hmm. uh, some people have come in for smoking. I've not been a big one to to tackle that, but I know some other therapists have um, that I from school even, and they'd have people come in to just smoke two or three packs a day that were just horrible smokers. And one session they quit and they hadn't smoked in 20, 30 years. You know, other people. There was one case <laughs> where one day I said, you're trying to stop, right? I've had great success with that. It's worked out really well for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we'll have to do something about that. But we had one lady at the at the at the uh, hypnosis motivational institute. She was getting free therapy there, but she came in, and on the fifty first time she came there, she said she was going to quit because she still was smoking. 
And then the therapist asked her and he says, well, when you first started, how many, you know, she was two packs a day. And he says, how many cigarettes are you smoking a day now? And she had to hesitate a minute. She goes, well, maybe three cigarettes, you know, and he's saying, okay, well, that's a huge improvement, you know, 60 now down to three. So everybody's different. You know, everybody's, some people is this piece of cake. It's easy. And other people it's not, you know, but um, <clears throat> where um, uh, Brian Weiss, um, you know, who's kind of like the father of this, he's kind of just like Michael did the life between lives, you know, Brian Weiss with the uh, many lives, many masters, that's been bridge work to get people to read Michael's books, even, you know, where they, Michael takes it further than that. But um, it, he didn't even believe in past lives for so many years, even after he was doing this with people, you know. Uh, but he says, I don't know what it is, but when people go to a past life and they can see where a problem started and then they come back and their problem disappears, something's good about this. So he continued to do it until one day, one of his clients gave him a message from his son that had died. And um, only something, they told him something only he would know. And he talked about this on Oprah. And he goes, Oprah, that's when I became a believer that this is, this past life thing is real, you know? So, um, you know, it's different. I just think people should, there's so many videos, there's so many books now, there's so much information, so much research has been done on there about past lives, about that we're more than just this. And if people are really, you know, um, really uh, want to know, the, there's, um, the information's out there. You just start to start doing the research and then ask spirit, ask God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, whatever you want to just kind of open you up a bit and, and, and you, they will, you know, so. Well, it's interesting that um, because a the typical psychic reading, or excuse me, the medium will will be talking to somebody who's passed who's passed crossed over, and it would be a relative or somebody that they could verify information with. What what Michael's work is so different about is the council, is to go to in front of the council, which are beings that are far superior to us as far as intellect and stuff and they're there to help us with a bunch of different things and you know it's hard for somebody that is and although let me ask uh, uh natasha um when you are talking to somebody and you're talking and they're asking you about their life purpose and where where are you going to get that information where does that come from for you do you have any uh, idea i can say that it's kind of a call to collective, I guess, is the, the language that I pull from so many sources of guides and, and their guides, my guides, you know, you know, angels. It depends on who comes forward to speak. And sometimes it's four or five, ten different beings that speak within, you know, the 15-minute session, you know, wh or however long the session is. So I don't really attach to who it is. Because I know that my team, the guides that I have and the gatekeepers that I have, they won't let anybody else in that's not of light. So I just kind of, I just relay the messages that I get. So I'm, I'm just going to call it the collective of the good. That whoever is here to give me, you know, because I can say it is the angels, it is their guides. You know, sometimes it's a father, sometimes it, it depends on who's coming. I've had sessions where that I may not be speaking with the person because they're in, they may just have passed and they're not able to be available, but there's an angel that will be the re 
the messenger back and forth for them and and give that that message of of hope for the person who's sitting with me so now a question for you for for you two specifically because what i get out of dr newton's books is that there are no angels okay i'm gonna get on a soapbox here a little bit because that we're all we're all equal we're all mm -hmm. at different levels of of um of evolution and there are some of us that have been around for a lot, but we're all the made from the same stuff. So we're all equal. We're all we're all the same. Is that is is that am I incorrect in my interpretation of the work that you guys are doing? Or are there other entities? Are there angels? Are there devils? Are there are there witches and all that kind of stuff that are out there? What, Any idea? What I find is that when you're working on the spiritual plane, a lot of times you're working with whatever the paradigms are, the languages that the client has. So if the client thinks in terms of uh, anointed ones or thinks in terms of angels, they're apt to hear from angels and see angels. Um, if I had someone the other day who is very involved in Alcoholics Anonymous and saw a panel, an AA panel, and someone who was a member of AA who he thought was kind of like the god of AA and, and was talking to him as, as the voice, as the voice of consciousness. How, how that manifests isn't as important as the message and where it's coming from. Yeah, uh, and And so, the paradigm, my paradigm of a council and guides, my client didn't get because it wasn't his and it didn't, didn't make sense to him. Dr. Newton didn't believe in those because he was not applying religious modeling against a spiritual space because he's not, he wasn't being religious and saying it has to be this or it has to be that. So he never applied good and bad and judgment, which angels and say devils and angels for, you know, it, there wasn't good and bad because that's that's a human religious um, interpretation. And he avoided that purposefully to move away from a religious model of thought. And, and, and I want to make it clear, too, that for me, angels, like I know Archangel Michael as a angel that has cowboy boots on and sits at the beach and wears a tank top. So for me, I'm not putting anybody on a pedestal at all. So for me, when I say angels and fairies and stuff, it's kind of like calling us humans or Native Americans or it, it, it's just a name to put it in for the for that category that they choose to be called and so there's no there's no better than or less than it's like different star people you know it's like you have different clans of the star beings you know so it, it, it's just a name for the level of of who I get the who I'm getting the information from more than it is oh they're the angels that are on a pedestal that's the last place that they want to be you know, they're down here in the trenches with us. They want to be here to help us. They're just part of the guide system, you know, the greater than the council, you know. So that's where I want to make it clear for me in my language is, is that when I'm talking about the fairies, they're just the they're just the workers on the planet here to help, you know, weed the garden sometimes. You know, it's like they're part of the system. You know, they're just part of the collective of the system. No greater than, no less than us. We they just we just have a lot of supporters 
us being in the physical form because a lot of us get stuck in the old stories yeah, instead I, of I being lightened in. And so they're trying to help us. This is the reason why you're here. This is what we're doing. And so they're the whispers in our ears to help us move forward. And, and I have an understanding that the dark ones have just as much help sometimes as light ones do. It depends on what journey they're on with us. Yeah, I, I kind of look at it like, um, <laughs> almost like, I don't know if semantics is the right word. It's just that in order for us to communicate, we put labels on everything. But mm -hmm. basically what we find when people get to the other side, it's just a benevolent, loving presence of some soul that's there to help them. You know, and however it wants to manifest sometimes will be, you know, if, like I say, if people, I had a few Catholic people and it was angels, you know, I mean, they saw wings even, you know, and others, it was just energy beings and others, it was uh, relatives that had passed on or people they knew. Uh, but the main thing is the message. It's that when they're there, it's the love. It's an all encompassing kind of love where when you experience it, you just know that this is a good thing and these people are there to help you you know so it's just like what we do like what we do now i mean even not putting any of us on a pedestal but we've just done some work and we have some knowledge that some other people don't so what we do is we reach our hand down to pull them up but if we look above us there's someone above us pulling us up exactly. you know it's like we're all in this chain of trying to to learn more about the big picture so um yeah i mean i've had one person it was you know it was their traditional uh he said, oh, my God, it looks just like God, you know, with the long beard and the, the robes and everything, you know. And um, I've had others like Natasha there. The ad said, like, someone just shows up and, you know, they'll, I forget who it was, but it was one teacher. He said, they said, oh, my God, he's wearing swim shorts and something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I think it's just, you know, un, they're just unpretentious over there. And that's <laughs> the thing that makes this feel so real when people have it. As they say, I just felt love. I just mm -hmm. felt like, like you know, like my best friend just came by and is helping me and uh, the whole time in this, but we, I've not had any, and I don't, I don't know if Diana's had it. I've not had any that I would say were negative where people came out of it. It was nothing. It was just always positive. It's always a step up for people, you know? Well, guys, we've been doing this for all, for a little over an hour now. So already. Yeah. And so now that we're, I've got you all on, uh, on video and uh, audio, where do we go from here? Because let me tell you what my commitment is. My commitment is four o'clock every Monday night, Life Between Lives here on my independent report. That will continue indefinitely. I want to be, I want you to be part of it, Regan, Natasha, always, um, Diana, at your convenience whenever. Yeah. If, if you would, if you'd like to join our little uh, entourage, that would be awesome. If you've got a bunch of other folks that would like to chime in, we can do as many as 10 people on a call. We can right. do all kinds of stuff to, to kind of lighten and, and, and enlighten people as to what is actually going on. So I'll leave right. it to you guys. Where do we go from here? See you next Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think well, I'll be in, be, being in touch with uh, Diana Moore, and we'll we'll see because you uh, thanks Kevin for that that yeah. uh, offering that because even today, see e even if nobody was listening today, but we know people are going to listen to this in the future because it's online and people will download it and watch us and everything. So it's funny because I'm thinking I could be someone looks at this in ten years, and I'm some I'm in, I'm up there with Michael somewhere. And people will be listening to this, you know, so we don't know. But at least we're each doing our part right now. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And I think even today, each of us has probably gone another notch up in our awareness, just even doing this together. You know, like four people getting together talking about God. It's great. Oh, there's Veronica. Do you see that on your screen, um, Diana, too, that Veronica yep. chimed in? And there's her picture and everything there. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for letting us know you're out there, Veronica. And we're every day, every uh, at four o'clock, right, Kevin, every Monday. Monday at four o'clock. And we'll do it as long as as long as we can. I, I still want to put uh, Regan. I still want you to put Natasha in in the under. Oh. Well, <laughs> just for fun. See, I'm thinking of my expertise, and as much as I, I just get a, such a good feeling about Diana. She's already helped me with, with uh, a number of things to look at things a little different. Things I want to incorporate. I might have a session booked for tomorrow, but she just broke her tailbone. She just called me, said she fell off a bike, so oh, I'm gonna man. have to move it. I just said, well, let me know as soon as you get some help. We'll just reschedule, you know. And I was so it was a client of mine that I helped get over with regular therapy. Uh, get over some um, PTSD and she's doing so good right now. She's just, she's just, a, just, her energy is just beautiful. Like an angel, you know, I couldn't wait to do a life between life with her, but I'll have to wait on that. But uh, yeah, we're um, Diana uh, is really helping so much um, get us all organized. And I'm hoping to do some, what I can in my part. And uh, maybe this is the seed for beginning something of something much greater. So thanks Kevin. Oh, no, 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 no issue. I, I enjoy, you have no idea how much I enjoy these conversations. Well, N Natasha does because she knows a lot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be glad to go um, and have a session with either one of you and see where we go. Because oh, no. it's, you know. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I have had, I've had uh, two mediums in my, the, the first session I did was a medium from Australia. He's one of our, our, um, our guys, uh, uh, Diana, and uh, it was the quickest, fastest, fastest <laughs> I ever had. It, it was so funny because here I am new and I got this, our, our, you know, protocol of going through this. So I'm looking at the pages, he's going under and he's under deep and he goes, Regan, I'm already there. And I went, oh, okay. So I had to go forward about 10 pages. <laughs> That's, that's what I find too. It's like we go, I do a, um, a meditation with someone and it's like, um, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I work with a lot of healers and I always have to ask them as I'm starting to work with them. Do you go into trance by yourself? You know, are you able to take yourself in and let's have a signal that once you're there, you can tell me. So I'm not wasting my right. time and your time and, and, you know, getting in your way while you're going in. You can just give me a signal and then we could do the work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that's that's annoying to you. And I don't know what I'm doing then. But the, the thing is, he learned that Natasha, though, there was one thing he had a question about. And I well, that's I we talked to this before Natasha and it was about he was having trouble. Um, telling people kind of word for word or, or exactly what he saw because he knew it was going to be unpleasant for them what mm -hmm. he was seeing. Mm. And so he, and they told him not your job. It's, you know, it, to censor anything, tell them what you see. And then, then it's there. You're, you're taking where their experience with having to deal with what you tell them, you know? And so he just went, ah, okay, I got it. And so it made him more brave, you know, mm -hmm. to just do, do his work. So, that's what he got me in the other session. So it was good. Well, and, and, he, and I find that when somebody can help me, my brain to slow down, 
you know, because many times it's like there's been times where I've tried to meditate and Jesus even told me to give up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of those things that sometimes it's nice to have someone. Uh, That's why I do better in a collective meditation than I do on an individual meditation because yeah. my brain does my I'm, I'm connecting all the time. So for me to slow down and just kind of go, OK, here's one path. You know, it's kind of like me reading a book at the end of the day. So, yeah. Well, Veronica, there she what she just said. That's nice. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She's, so, she's a sweet person. She's such a sweet person. She's doing a class with me to awaken her intuitive gifts. So um, thank you, for Veronica, for letting me say that to you about, yeah. you know, because she's just doing, she's amazing. I've known her for over 10 years with Sue. So wow. she's done amazing work herself. That's good. That's good. We're all doing that. All right. Well, thanks. So Diana, will you be here next Monday? I will be here next Monday. I have a client at one o'clock for a past life. So, oh. um, but I will be here at four. A very okay, well. Okay. Super. Okay. Let's we do thank this you for that. It was great talking about. It. We can, uh, you know, just figure up a, a topic and, and go for it. And, um, by the way, I wanted to ask, um, I know that you don't know her, uh, uh, Regan, but is Dominique Lobb still working with you guys? Do you know, she, Diana, do you know that name? I, I know that she was on our roster as of last year. I don't know if she currently is, but she was oh. at least up until, until December. Yeah, because I did a past life with her in 2003. It was uh -huh. pretty interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that was a long time ago. Um so anyway, Natasha, what have you got to say for yourself, young lady? And we want to hear it now. That as we're walking through these crossroads and things are just feeling so out of sorts, I just want everybody to know, kind of go back to just feeling love and knowing that it's as simple as being and just start trying to do the walk, trying to do the talk and just start being you because that vulnerability is such a gift once you just start being yourself and trusting there is a greater reason out there for what we're walking through so if you like to have a session you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com very good yeah. oh go ahead you can go see ahead. right on the screen there visit theafterlife.com some great videos on there to kind of uh, even a session you can see a person going through a session get a feel for what it's like. Um, and um, there's a free book on there right now, uh, Reincarnation is Real. Uh, all you have to do is just fill out the thing in the back and then within a day, I, when I check my messages, I'll send you a free ebook. Um, and um, yeah, if you wanna have a session, I was gonna say, uh, even Veronica, you're, Veronica, is she up in Washington where you are, Natasha? No, no, she's not. She's where is she? Idaho, okay. no. <laughs> I forgot where you're at, sweetie. Um, well, yeah, I was going to say if she, you know, she's up there, she might find if she goes to the newtoninstitute.org, there's a list of uh, of all the therapists in the country. Uh, but now that we're starting to do this online, that Veronica, I could hook you up with Diana here because she is she's got it down. <laughs> she's going to be teaching me, but she's far ahead of me on this. She's got people all over the world, and having uh, I'm guessing an 80, 90 percent or better success rate. Yep, Idaho. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, but how can they get a hold of you, Diana? I'm at sfbayregressions.com. What is it again? SF, San Francisco, oh. sfbayregressions.com. Okay, sfbayregressions.com. Oh, oh, look, Veronica says, sounds great. Yeah. So maybe she'll get all of you. And I'm sure 
you have a great session with her. Uh, and then Veronica, if you do, we, we have to maybe, well, if you're not shy, we'll have to have you on the show and you can talk about what your experiences was or what, if it's not too personal, you know, or, or just chime in or anyway, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Okay, good. Well, I will see you next, next week. You, 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 wait, wait a minute. You, you took charge and everything. I would have, oh, sorry. You if you took charge. That's like right. That. <laughs> hey, Kevin, tell them about your shows during the week. Uh, nah, uh, they can they can figure that out all by themselves. But I did want to give I did want to give Diana a, since this is her first time on the show, uh, a um, a soapbox to be able to say to our audience whatever you'd like them to know. Oh, whatever I'd like them to know. Um, all of life is a journey. It's all lessons. Mm -hmm. um, and I I love the being message. I had someone say to me at one point. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. Mm -hmm. And when I get too wrapped around myself, I, I ask myself, am I a human being or a human doing today? And if I'm a human doing, I need to refocus. Mm -hmm. So most of what we struggle with is the doing. Am I doing okay? It's really just stop and focus on who you are and your core self. And, and most of this work is about being more comfortable in our core selves. Not so much in what we do, because doing is an outward activity, but really, how are you comfortable with you and how open are you to receiving love? And uh, as we have experienced in this work, we experience it's all about love. It's all about receiving and being surrounded by the love that actually is all here. It's just how open and available are we to receive it as well as to give it. Um, most of us struggle with giving, but it's really, we probably struggle more with receiving. And, and so being open, being yourself. Uh, when I was on my journey uh, between lives last time, I was told, let your light shine so others can shine as well. Mm -hmm. We all are, when we shine our lights, we give people the opportunity to shine theirs and we give other people courage. And we learn through each other and we learn that our light is as bright as anybody else's and it doesn't have to be brighter. It just needs to be ours. And we just need to express our own light. So thank Diana, you. You are delightful. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Didn't thank you. you for joining our little team um, and, and stuff. Natasha Venter, again, they want to get a hold of you. Angelicclarifications.com. Two C's in the middle and an S at the end. Now you confuse me. Anyway. <laughs> I can do that well. <laughs> we visit theafterlife.com. Uh, my independence report. I've got a new website that's in the process of being done right now. So we'll see. Um, but you guys have uh, a wonderful day. Thank you all for being here. Thank this you. has been a lot of fun. Thank you. No Regan, anything else? No, you can run the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about being becoming a director? <laughs>Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.